covering pro wrestling bell to bell. It's Talking Bumps with Tiny and Alex. Welcome to episode two of Talking Bumps. I am your host, Tiny, along with Alex. What's going on, buddy? Oh, same old. There's a lot been going on in wrestling this week. I, I want to lead with this. I told you so <laughs> when it comes to Goldberg coming back. Uh, by the way, we're sorry that this episode is coming to you later than last week's. Uh, some things happened uh, yesterday that kept us from uh, getting done like we wanted to. But nonetheless, it's Friday. SmackDown is tonight. Yep. And a week ago tonight, Goldberg, they say came back. He really didn't yeah. come back. He was in his garage. He was. Which is fine. And a lot of people are uh, poo-pooing on that online, saying well, he, he should have been there. But I don't know. I, I To me, that's not a big deal. No, it's not. Uh, but I think the reason that they did that was because of the Bray Wyatt. Like I told you, he was coming for The Fiend. Yep. And I guess this starts our WWE section of Talking Bumps this week. And that is, uh, to me, the biggest question is, where do they go? We know it's going to happen Super Showdown. Right. There's now talk that Goldberg is going to be moving forward into WrestleMania. Right. Which would mean, the only thing that could mean is he's going in there with Universal title. Yeah, yeah. They're not just going to have Goldberg go in there you know, for nothing with no no belt on and no ultimate payoff. Right. So what are your thoughts on this? Because what I have heard, let, let me just lay out what I've heard. Okay. We know what I fantasy booked last week with Goldberg uh, winning the title from The Fiend, then having the match against Undertaker, the, the, the comeback match, so to speak, or the make good match. Right. And then hopefully Sting getting involved, leading to a Taker-Sting universal title match at WrestleMania. We're going to get into what Sting might be doing if anything, in here in a few minutes, but what are your thoughts on what Goldberg's going to do? Yeah, this is, it's hard. This is actually hard, hard to predict, right? And we were talking about this a little bit earlier. How do you book this properly? Because do you keep kind of that monster run going for The Fiend where he takes out Goldberg? Does that make sense? I, I, I'm not necessarily sure that makes sense. I, I almost think that you have The Fiend drop the title. See, here's the deal. If you have Goldberg come in to basically do the job to the fiend right and the goal is to strengthen the fiend i don't think you get as much oomph from doing that as you would if goldberg beats the fiend yeah agreed because who's going to beat him who is the mo the fiend that is who is the most realistic option on the current roster that can that people would go okay i buy that right I don't I, think there is a person. I can't. And that's the thing. Lesnar. Lesnar's it. But he's already in his program with True. Right. Right. And the, and the, the thing is what they've done so far, especially with, with Daniel, you know, trying to, you know, have the Fiend destroy Daniel because he, he could be the most credible champion right. they've seen. I, I don't know who could take that title off of him. There's just nobody. No, there's. I think it's The Undertaker. I, I think so. But they're not going to. I don't think they're going to do that. Because the Undertaker cannot really give the type of match that needs to be given to the Fiend. Agreed. Agreed. Because the Undertaker is not a squash match. He's not going to go in there. And, and the Undertaker methodically picks you apart. Right. Whereas Goldberg is, you know, like Lesnar, that high impact, uh, you know, jackhammer or spear, jackhammer, one, two, three, it's over, go home. But that's what people expect. Exactly. Exactly. So I really don't know where they're going to go with this, what the ultimate payoff is. The rumor I've heard is that it is to ultimately lead to WrestleMania with uh, Goldberg going against Roman Reigns. <laughs> oh you're boy. telling me that you're not going to have The Fiend beat Goldberg, but you're going to have Roman Reigns beat Goldberg? 
It's not going to work. Look, for the final time, please, can we just give the up the Roman Reigns experiment? Yeah. It's yeah. just not, it's not, it doesn't click. No. And, and they've been, it's funny because they've kept him on purpose away from the title picture, which I think has been good. Oh, I, th- yeah. I think it's been really good. People can complain all they want about this King Corbin angle. That's fine. I, I don't have any problem with it. I think it's actually been okay. Right. The, the issue has been, how do we get him back into the title picture, especially after what we've seen with this angle with Corbin? I, I don't know. I mean, it does not make sense for him to go to Mania and and win in that way. Right. Yeah, not 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 in a in a big way like that. So that's this is going to be interesting to see how this unfolds. Yeah. Um. I think conventional wisdom will tell you that Goldberg is going to win. Yeah. Against the Fiend. Um. The question that I have for this, I want to put a nice little bow on this. If the Fiend wins, if that's mm-hmm. what they, if that's how they book this. Where do they go then? I think it's one of those things you don't know. No matter what happens between the Fiend and Goldberg, I don't know where they go that makes any sense from either direction except my fantasy booking from last week, which involves Undertaker and then ultimately Sting and the Taker-Sting showdown at Mania. Yeah, I think they've sort of booked themselves into a corner a little bit here. Yeah. I mean, and we yeah. dis- we discussed this a little bit earlier as well. It's it's very hard to kind of write your way out of this when you have these kinds of champions. It's just it's just difficult because the challengers have to be presented in a way that it's believable that they can win. Well, and the thing was too is go back to WCW when Goldberg lost. Yep. For the first time, where do you go after you beat the unbeatable? It's the same thing with the Fiend. You beat him. Where do you go from there with him? Right. That that's the whole the whole thing is. Only thing I can see happening is Goldberg calls out the Fiend, and I thought they should do this way back when they started this Bray Wyatt Fiend split personality. Yep, is I think that Bray Wyatt should be who shows up to face Goldberg. Yep, not the Fiend, Bray Wyatt. He beats Bray Wyatt because naturally, yeah, because it's not the Fiend, right? And then see where that takes you. Yeah. I think and that's an interesting booking. I think that could make a lot of sense because we've seen some of the vulnerabilities with right. Bray's character, especially yeah. when it came to Daniel Bryan hitting a knee on on Bray, not the Fiend, and you know, those kinds of things to set up their feud. I, I could definitely see that occurring. Yeah. So uh, let's move on from that because uh, we're, we're already about uh, seven minutes into talking about WWE. So uh, there's a big debut that you wanted to talk about. What you got? Yeah, so Shayna Baszler debuted on Raw. They've been kind of teasing this for a while where is she going to make a, a main roster debut, especially with the Rumble and where she was at in the Rumble. I think that we're going to start to see, much like they did with Lacey Evans last year when they pushed her up uh, from NXT uh, into the title picture in Raw, I think we're going to start to see Shayna getting that big push. And you know what? She's earned it. I think she's an incredible performer. She's done so well on NXT. She's great on a mic. She's, she's really good when she has kind of that, that stable uh, around her as well. But I really liked how they debuted her. I liked that they had her bite Becky. I love that they had Becky basically steal the ambulance to drive herself to a local medical facility. I just, it was very, Stone Cold Steve Austin. Uh, I loved yeah. what they did with the, with that uh, with that segment this week, but they're definitely setting up Shayna to be, you know, kind of a Terminator. I makes sense. Are the fans already? And I'm I'm going to defer to you as I do with most of these things. Are the fans already turning on Becky? 
<laughs> is the bloom off that rose? I'm 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 legit asking. I you know if it's not off, it's certainly starting to come off because it's now been almost a year. She's had yeah. this title for a long time, and you know she's been on kind of a roller coaster ride the past year and a half with kind of the rise of the man, and I think that this kind of presents an opportunity to help reset her character, maybe help get her into sort of a, a heel, you know, persona at, at, especially going against somebody like Shayna Baszler. Well, the thing is, she's a heel. Oh, yeah. She's a natural heel. Yep. You will not convince me that Becky Lynch is meant to be a babyface. I agree with she's you. She's a heel 100%. Yep, totally. I mean, look at her mic work. That's It's very heelish. It always has been. She has her facial expressions. Yep. The mic work. the the way, Even just the way she wrestles, she just has that... She has that factor for a heel. Yeah. And she's she's really good at what she does. Uh, I was just wondering, though, I think she's a total package. It's yep. just a matter of, that That was my question, is is the bloom off the rose on that one? Because for whatever reason, in the last six months to, I guess, maybe a year, and you, you would know this better than I would, it seems like the attention span of wrestling fans, which was already at an all-time brevity yeah is so short now it is oh we love them we love them we love them okay now we don't like them anymore oh yeah it, and i almost feel like the audience plays games with booking yep because they realize that it, it it's to an extent the more we cheer for a person the more likely we are to get what quote-unquote we want they'll be the right. champion yep and then once we get it okay that toy no more shiny. We know what that toy no more. It's Christmas Day. Now, <laughs> you know, it's New Year's Day and I don't want that anymore. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's what people are doing with with these performers and it's it's just it's ridiculous. Could you imagine looking back when we were kids and, you know, the the fans being in love with Stone Cold, him winning the championship and a week later they they didn't want him anymore? Uh, no. Never no. would have happened. And it never did happen. Nope. They still can't get enough of Stone Cold. Yep. I don't. They're just not making the 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 longevity anymore. You know, yeah. if you if you have a month long run where the fans love you, I mean, you're really doing something. Oh, that's huge nowadays. That is huge. The long term booking is just not there, and I don't know if it's worth it to try and force it. I I would say with Becky, it has been sort of a naturally long term booked sort of angle with her and the rise of the man. I think you have to, though, with her. You, you do. You do. It, it is a slow burn to, yeah. to get to that level. And when they did try the heel turn with her, it just turned her into this sort of Stone Cold-esque, you know, antagonist. Don't do that. It, don't do that. Don't, don't do Don't, don't mention. <laughs> don't. No, no, no. There's no comparison to the rattlesnake. There is none. You it's can't. true. It's true. No, you yeah. can't. Don't, don't, even, don't even try to. Alex, come on now, my man. No. <laughs> So uh, we're going to wrap up WWE now, uh, we, and the reason we're going a little longer on this segment than we did last week and than we normally intend to do is because this week there's no Legends line. Uh, I want to cover two more things, though, about WWE that I saw uh, regarding two Legends and what, if anything, they're doing at Mania. John Cena is returning. That's confirmed. Yes. And is there any rumors on what he'll be doing at Mania? Not quite yet. We'll, okay. we'll just have to see. The second of two, Undertaker, we mentioned him earlier. I know what we're hoping he does at Mania, and that's uh, get with Sting for a program. If that doesn't happen, uh, it, it, and, and I think they might be putting stuff out there to kind of throw people off the trail, mm -hmm. but there's a rumor going around now that Undertaker might be facing AJ Styles at Mania. Yeah, I did see that. Horrible. That's bad. Horrible booking. I, it, it And it 
here's the thing. Because it makes no sense. It makes no sense. And furthermore, it's not going to happen. I, I just, right. I would be shocked if they did something like that. Because especially, you know, with AJ getting injured in the Rumble, you know, he's still kind of in that heel run with, uh, you know, with the OC, the original club. Uh, I, I wonder... I do wonder what they're going to do with him for Mania. I just don't see it being the Undertaker. Let me ask you this question: From a, and this is how we'll end uh, WWE talk today. If you were booking, if you knew that you could do um, Sting and Undertaker at Mania, yeah, you knew you could do it however you wanted. Would you promote it ahead of time, or would you have that moment happen at Mania as a surprise? Yeah, that's a great question. For me, just because it is such a dream match, and I think it could get many lapsed fans who mm-hmm. love the old days, love the WCW, love the Attitude Era. I feel an agreement coming. Yeah, I think that they have to book this well in advance, give people enough time to to you know get in, interested in WrestleMania for this year. And they and the thing is, you can just book the match, and these guys don't even have to touch until Mania. Exactly. It, it doesn't have to be anything where they see each other face-to-face. I mean, maybe you do have a stare down on the go home raw leading into mania right or smackdown you know as it were maybe put it on fox for for more eyeballs i don't know but yeah whatever it is i do think if you have the ability to build this and and announce it ahead of time then you do that absolutely it cannot be a shock nope i agree moving on now to the one of the segments where alex pretty much uh, takes over the matter of fact the next two are are ones that he runs with and and i'm very grateful for that Uh, (laughs) aew what you got buddy Wow, what an absolutely spectacular episode of Dynamite this week. I would argue it's probably the best episode of Dynamite we've seen so far. I heard that. I didn't catch any of it, but I, I've heard it, it. When my There are certain people on my Facebook who are such picky wrestling fans that when they <laughs> say that, oh my goodness, this was the best episode ever, that's saying something. Yeah, oh yeah. And there were there were a number of matches that were just fantastic. I mean... First of all, we had a huge title change. This shocked me. This actually really shocked me. I thought that they would try and keep the women's title on Riho, at least for a little bit longer. She's a great champion. She's done really well. Everybody loves her. She's such a face. She's so over. And it was really surprising to see that Nyla was going to take that title. Now, my initial thought was when they were in D.C. for their first show, I thought Nyla was going to win it there. Right, I think a lot of people did. And and it makes sense because that's her hometown. She's from D.C. Yeah. You know, so it made sense for her to win when she lost. Oh, I'll tell you what, that arena. It yeah. was just, it was so awkward because everybody loved Riho, but it was her hometown fans that were there. It was right. hard. So seeing that title change, I, I don't, I don't even know. And, and also Riho kicked out of this second rope Death Valley driver that was just absolutely insane. I Incredible. Incredible match. Incredible spots. And Nyla wins. I mean, this is going to be a big setup, I would argue, for probably the next six months. Yeah, you know, will. they're going to chase her. And the fact that they don't have a pay-per-view, you know, every month, I think, is, is working in their favor. Yes. For the for the build, There's it's not just flip-flopping the, the title. It's just because... Well, we need uh, something different for the next segment. Right. Yep. No, exactly. It's a good point. What else you got, buddy? Well, we're going to have a stacked couple of weeks here when it comes to AEW. First off, next week there's going to be a tag team battle royale with the winner getting a an AEW World Tag Team title shot 
at Revolution. So that'll be interesting. That actually means something. So that's cool. Yep. Yeah, exactly. And by that, I mean the tag titles. Right. Right. Exactly. Uh, next week is also Cody Rhodes versus Wardlow in a steel cage. That's going to be insane. Got Cody knows how to book himself into those emotionally and physically charged matches. Yeah. Yeah. He is a master at this. And there's no more over babyface than Cody Rhodes right now. Totally and agree. All of wrestling. It just, it's not happening. No, no. And, and again, this has been a slow burn that they've set this up since, you know, November. Right. I mean, and it, and the build has just been fantastic. I remember even after MJF turned, we had a long conversation about, well, what does this mean? Are they going to draw this out? You know, basically until the next pay-per-view. Absolutely. That's oh, yeah. exactly what they've done. And all they're going to do is uh, Cody is going through, um, like Hercules tasks. Yes. Right now. Yeah. He's going through all these different things, which mark my words is leading to a title shot. And my, my gut tells me it will be against Jericho that it has to be against Jericho. So you have Jericho mowing through all of the faces that he can, um, always coming out on top, always doing what the heel does. And on the other side, you have Cody who, you know, you think that because Cody had that stipulation, I'll never challenge again for it. Right, right, right. You know, you, so you have both these guys uh, seemingly parallel ascending in their respective ranks. Before you know it, there's that big crescendo, and it is going to happen, and they're going to have uh, a barn burner of a match, and, and Jericho's going to drop the strap. Yeah, I could see it. I could definitely see, you know, some some kind of – shenanigans with uh, Cody dropping his executive vice president role with AEW just to say, I'm done with this. I'm focused on the title. I want that belt from Jericho. Absolutely. He'll book himself into some type of match where the stipulation is that he can challenge then. Right. And, oh, yeah, it's going to be good. Yep, I agree. And and this really has been kind of the hero's journey, you know, taking the lashes and now, you know, having to face Wardlow in a steel cage next week. That's That's a big big challenge. Oh, absolutely it is. Very cool. I love it. Uh John Moxley will be facing Jeff Cobb. Now this is huge. Jeff Why is this huge? You've been excited about this and I don't know. Yeah, well, first of all, this is shocking because Jeff Cobb assigned a Ring of Honor, you know, for for the more casual fans, you know, we would have known Jeff Cobb from you know, his time as an Olympian, he yep. was uh, in the 2004 Olympics. He was actually the flag bearer for the U.S. team, which is pretty cool. Okay. Uh, very accomplished amateur wrestler, has done a lot in NJPW, has done a lot in Ring of Honor. And I just sort of assumed he was going to stay with Ring of Honor at least for a little while longer. It was shocking that he actually showed up okay. on Dynamite this week. That was, I, I stood out of my seat. I, I couldn't believe it. Uh, first of all, the fact that Jericho mentions that Cobb is is going to be coming and he's going to fight Moxley. That was a shock. And then to see him actually show up, it was like, whoa, this Where'd is this huge. From, yeah. yeah, that was just one of those huge. Was this on anybody's radar? Not really. No, okay. just because everybody had kind of assumed he would just stay with Ring of Honor. He has a he has some kind of contract with Ring of Honor. Now, there's been some details that have come out in the past couple of days about like where his contract status was at. Apparently it was kind of a, a show by show basis. But still you just assume that he's not gonna do Oh, that. Tony Khan money, man. Come I on, know, man. I know. And you know what? What an acquisition because he's gonna be absolutely amazing to see in the ring, especially working in kind of the AEW framework, how they have it right set up. So yeah, Moxley versus Cobb, that's next week. Also next week, 
Tag Team Championship match. Hangman Page and Kenny Omega, since they've kept the titles. Hold my beer. Uh-huh. Hold my beer. They're going up against the Lucha Bros. That'll be a good one. Cannot wait. I love the Lucha Bros. I really want them to win, but they're not going to win. Well, it's it's going to hold my beer. It's Yeah, exactly. I think uh, I think uh, Hangman and Kenny have to hold on to those titles. At least, do. at least for a little while. And then in two weeks, Kenny Omega versus Pac. This is the rubber match. It's going to be a 30-minute Iron Man match. Whoa. That's that's going to be pretty insane. And didn't you also tell me Dustin Rhodes is going to be getting in the ring with Jake Hager? Yeah, he is. Yeah. When he, is that happening? That's going to happen at Revolution. So that's the pay per view match. Yep. Are they yep. have they have they touched it all? Not not really. So they the, will. The build up has been Jake Hager actually broke Dustin's arm in the lead up with uh, the feud with Jericho and Cody. And we were kind of all wondering, when is this going to happen? When are they going to get in the ring? Keep in mind, Jake Hager has not been in the ring at all yet. Right. Not not once. And you know what? So smart. So smart to keep him kind oh, of yeah. on the sidelines. Let's build him Make up. Make him special. Exactly. And now it's it's like a fever pitch. It's yeah. a huge deal. And we the payoff. got to get him in the ring now. Exactly. The payoff is revolution. So that's going to be huge. I cannot wait to see that match. And that leads us into our final segment for this episode of Talking Bumps with Tiny and Alex. We've got the Indy 300. So we've got five minutes to talk about anything and everything. Indies, Alex, what you got? Well, we're going to start with Ring of Honor. They announced on Wednesday that they would be replacing their Women of Honor title with a new women's championship. Okay. We don't exactly know what it's going to look like or what it's actually going to be, but uh, Kelly Klein uh, departed last year. So it kind of makes sense as to, you know, let's reset the title. Let's let's uh, figure this out. Now, this is all going to start in a tournament that's uh, beginning at the Quest for Gold event in Philadelphia. Uh, it's actually, let's see, Friday, April 24th at the 2300 Arena. So, you know, it's going to be legendary. You ever been there? I actually never have. No, I, I used to spend a better part of, uh, from when I was 18 to... 25 I was there several times a year really and and i watched it go from i mean it was just a dirty old bingo hall yeah sticky yeah. floors and all and now it's really um gotten to turn into a very nice venue yeah it's really sought out by most indie uh, promotions to uh to have at least one show there in, in the year because yeah, it's absolutely. just legendary of course know? it is so yeah so ring of honor pretty interesting news there for for their women's division also this week jim Cornette shared a very interesting story on his latest podcast, which is uh, the Jim Cornette Experience. He went into detail about how NWA was originally thinking that maybe they would air their weekly TV show, NWA Power, on WWE's streaming service, the WWE Network. What? We we talked about this off air, and this is just one of those food for thought type things. Yep. The fact that anyone, any company, would think that it was even possible to pitch uh, another wrestling show to the WWE Network <laughs> is interesting. Yeah. Because that means there had to have been somewhere along the line where someone thought that this was possible yep. for this to happen. And I can see WWE opening arms to different organizations and yep. saying, feature your product here. Right. We're going to get a little cut. Yep. And it's not necessarily talent trading. It is merely... The almost the whole of the wrestling community. So many eyes are in the network. Yep. That it, it's almost like if you and I started a wrestling federation. That would, now they're not going to take everybody. So you're not going to get, you know, um, gymnasium with twenty people. <laughs> yeah. It's not going to happen. It's going to be 
a, a, a pay per type thing. So right. it's like, look, you know, we will provide you. It's a network. Yeah. yeah. It is a genuine network. And that's what I think everyone has agreed that Vince McMahon wants. He wants it to work like a network. Yeah. So therefore, on a network, you know, the network will may either pay a certain amount if they think there's there's money to be made on, yep. say, NWA Power, or they may say to NWA Power, you're going to pay us to carry your product. Mm-hmm. But there's it's you, you you're guaranteed. I guarantee you, it will be mutually beneficial. But a lion's share of the benefit is going to go to Vince McMahon. Right? Yeah, I agree because he can kind of almost monopolize uh, some of these smaller promotions. But the NWA pairing really would make sense. Well, think about this too. That means that anyone who wants to see that wrestling product, so let's say NWA, anyone who wants to see NWA's product has to go through the the hallways with all the pictures of WWE. Yeah. Think about that for a second. Yeah. You want to see it, you're a fan of NWA power, then the road to get there, all the exit signs are WWE product. Mm-hmm. That to me is smart on World Wrestling Entertainment. Yeah, and we, part. and we saw... About a year, maybe two years ago, we saw Impact officials actually talking, going to Stanford and talking with uh, the higher-ups at WWE about, specifically about the network. Yeah. Nothing really came from it, but again, it's a good point that, you know, there's uh, there's enough interest out there to maybe use that as kind of a service. So no, I get you. Yeah, very, very interesting. All right, Alex, we're running out of time here, so you got about another minute. All right, so Impact, Impact earlier uh, this week. So they had a TV taping in Las Vegas, and they announced that Ken Shamrock will be inducted into the Impact Hall of Fame in October during Bound for Glory weekend. And congratulations to Ken Shamrock. Awesome guy, and, and you know, well-deserved. Now, the funny have thing... Ever, have you ever met Ken Shamrock? I have not, actually. One of the nicest people you will ever want to meet. Uh, I, I booked him... Um, to do his very first convention appearance up in New Jersey uh, over 10 years ago, mm. I guess. And just what a tremendous individual yeah. he was. Just an awesome guy. So it could not, when someone says it couldn't happen to a nicer guy, it, it, it was cliche by now, but it couldn't happen to a nicer guy. Yeah, no, I I agree. It's, not that, that that Hall of Fame means anything, but, you know, whatever. You know, it's 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 funny because he was the, the first ever champion in contemporary history when the title was still referred to as the NWA TNA Championship, yep. and and so, this to me this is kind of full circle, right? You know, and, and I totally agree. He he's earned this, he has deserved this, and um, yeah, it's it's going to be exciting. Bound for Glory weekend you know, is going to be fun. I shouldn't have downplayed their their Hall of Fame, but that was just me kind of taking a dig when I really <laughs> I have nothing against uh, you know TNA and Impact, but. Uh, I mean, Impact was what we thought was going to be the the next player. Yeah, for a long time, and it never, you know, never came to fruition. And then, you know, it's because they didn't have that Tony Khan money, baby. Yeah, uh-huh. yes, that is true. That is true. It's a good point. Well, now uh, speaking, let's see here. We've got very interesting news from Joey Ryan. Hang on a minute, Alex. You, you you're saying you want to go overtime on the Indy 300? Yeah. All right, fine. Wrap I it have up. To. What you got? All right. So Joey Ryan is actually teasing a new gimmick. He debuted it. And it, it's kind of, it's almost like, if you remember the early 2000s WWE, the faction Right to Censor, yep. he actually debuted as Joseph P. Ryan, which I think is just hilarious that, that Joey Ryan's kind of switching his gimmick up a little bit. That is awesome. Good for him. That's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, Major League Wrestling also signed a deal this week to bring MLW Fusion to France, which is pretty cool, so French fans can watch that. And then NJPW held its New Beginnings event in Osaka. 
That was on Sunday. It did feature John Moxley in action. He did retain his IWGP US Championship against Suzuki, which was pretty cool. Interesting, though, after the match, Zack Sabre Jr. did hit Moxley with the title. That is probably going to be the next feud with Mox is going to be that Zack Sabre Jr. So we'll see what happens. We're now wrapping up our second episode of Talking Bumps, and we got to say a big thank you to everyone who listened uh, to the debut episode last week. Uh, high praise all around, and, and we were just two friends who are, are talking wrestling. Yeah. So, so thank you to everyone who uh, emailed us on Facebook. I know uh, big thanks to Dave, Andy, both those guys. that They took it in. Brian also. Uh, so, so lots of thanks to everybody who listened, who enjoyed it, and, and share it with your friends. And yeah. uh, Legends Line, we... Um, a lot of feedback on that, and we had a great time doing that. Alex is was, uh, I think he's still excited having <laughs> talked to uh, Barry Darso last week. But uh, we're in talks to have Tito Santana on. Oh wow! In the coming weeks, he's really busy. He wants to do it. You know, he has a brand new book. We want to talk about that. Yeah. Uh, talks about Shane Douglas possibly joining us on the Ooh. podcast. So lots going on. Uh, some, uh, Axe Bill Edie. Okay. Also wants to uh, wants to join us. So. We will certainly keep you posted. I, I don't think we want to do a Legends line every week just because, uh, you know, we're going to burn through them really quick. <laughs> so so we'll, we'll keep that uh, as they come. But nonetheless, thank you so much for joining us on uh, Talking Bumps. And until next week, Alex, man, have a good one. Yeah, you as well. It's Talking Bumps with Tiny and Alex. Follow Talking Bumps on Twitter at Talking Bumps.